T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. KJ and Lions on WEEI. Maybe there's some things I don't agree with, but I also know there's rules, and um, we also want to win. We want to make the tournament and have the best seat that we can. So I don't like it, but I understand. What part of it do you not like? Kind of running up the score? Or you... Yeah, running up the score. Um, I get the point differential, but it just feels weird. Uh, kind of like you're kind of disrespecting the game and, and your opponent, um, especially when. I mean, obviously they do what they want. They didn't have their starters in. But, um, you know, just like I said, it feels weird, but I also understand it. Second hour of KJ and Lions on WEEI. Good Saturday to you. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. That's Celtics Drew Holiday saying, I get it, but I don't like it. John, this in-season tournament I think is going to end up being a financial windfall for the league but a disaster for the players who have to pull off what the Celtics had to do against Chicago earlier this week. It is an embarrassment to the game. Yeah, and look, it's the first year they're doing this, so I expect there to be some tweaks because the point differential thing, I, I know there has to be some sort of tiebreaker, but I don't. I just don't love the way that played out. I also think, look, it ended up being okay for the Celtics. What would our conversation be right now if Jason Tatum had broken his ankle in a 28-point game with a minute to go against the Bulls last Tuesday or, night? Like, or, You know or, what I mean? Like that. That's a huge risk there and also i want to get your thoughts kj like the structure of it how they like it takes a few weeks on fridays to like do the pool play and then you like you finish the pool play and then you still have that regular season game in the middle and then you have the quarterfinals like i I don't know i feel like it's a little spread out for me well here's the thing sometimes you can't apply european taste to america and vice versa right you know like we like ketchup on our fries you don't mess with the prom frites in france right so Look, in soccer, if you follow the English Premier League or La Liga in Spain, everything is everything is a group. Everything are, are, are standings by points, right? And if you're going to do this, then there has to be some form of relegation for it to make sense. That's why you have the points chase. It makes no sense to have a points chase and no relegation. 
The NBA doesn't do relegation because it doesn't have a second or third division where teams can graduate up. That's why I think the NBA tournament is kind of dumb. The season in-season tournament is dumb. Now, the only thing that I think it would be smart would be if you have a player, if you have a team full of players that are, now let's just call it what if they just don't make like the typical NBA salary, then you would say, well, yeah, I would think they would really get up for that. Probably that's why their Magic almost won the division. You, that's more money in their pocket. But when you look at some of these other teams that just are, are done, yeah, like the, the Raptors, the Hornets, the Wizards, the Trailblazers, the Grizzlies, all with players on teams that, you know, they could use a couple extra hundred thousands or maybe millions to win this tournament. So, again, in a league where even the money portion of it isn't isn't intrinsic value of getting this job done, you mentioned about, hey, what if Tatum went down with a busted ankle? Hey, you do have Jalen Brown with a tweaked groin still trying to manage his way through that from that Toronto game. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So, again, is it more important to protect the product? Because this isn't the NBA product. Let's just call it what it is. This is not the NBA product. Good for the Denver Nuggets. You know what? They're eliminated. Do you do, you, you think this is going to hurt their chances yeah. getting to the NBA Conference Finals? <laughs> like, the one benefit for me, and I would apply this to the Celtics, is when you have a team with new players and new pieces, it is, I guess, higher stakes or higher pressure minutes than your typical regular season game, and it gives them a chance to experience that together. Now, of course, with Porzingis being out, they only got to do it a little bit with him, but True Holiday got some of those minutes with, and, and I know him specifically, like he's an NBA champion, he doesn't need it, but with some of the other guys, like Peyton Pritchard got some of those minutes, Hauser did, like that to me is the only bet. Like a team like Denver, you're right. They don't care about the in-season. Like, yeah, would they like another 500 grand? Sure. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, they just want a championship. They don't need this. Miami's another one. You think Miami, like, yeah, they'd like to win the in-season tournament? Sure. Do you think they really care that they're not going to be in the quarterfinals? Like, I don't think so. Because they know that they can go toe-to-toe in a playoff series with pretty much anyone, and they can play together. So the the only benefit, like, for the Celtics and for teams like them, and and I'd maybe put Phoenix in, in that group, too, if you have a new star or two or a new big piece of your rotation... It is a little bit higher pressure minutes than, say, your typical regular season game. So I think that can have some value. If you're going to do something like this, then you would probably say, okay, do we take a longer NBA All-Star break and put it inside of the All-Star break? Do you do something like that where it's just kind of like a single elimination tournament? Then, okay, maybe that has a bit of interest. I don't think I don't think these should be games that count towards the schedule, right? Because – you're you're rearranging the schedule for your own personal game, the NBA. Because here's the thing. The Celtics at 3-1 and one and the Milwaukee Bucks at 4-0. and oh, The Celtics have given one game to Milwaukee in any type of 1-2 standings. You, you see what I'm saying when it comes down yeah, to and, who's going to be the Yeah, and for me, like I, I look at it, I wish it wasn't so spread out. Like I wish it was, and I'm okay with accounting towards the regular season standings if it's closer together. Like, we had the Celtics playing in-season tournament games like three weeks ago, and then we had it finishing the pool play just this week. And now the quarterfinals aren't till next week. Like, I would like to take a two-week span of the season, late November, December, whatever, and say, hey, this, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday, you're going to do your four pool play games. Quarterfinals are on the following Thursday, semifinals Saturday, and then finals, you know, Monday or Tuesday. So it's just like a two-week span, and that's all you're doing. Because I think last night's Celtics game was kind of an awkward spot where they had come off that end of pool play Tuesday night that was, you know, Playing too was, many minutes. Yeah, playing too many minutes, and everyone's talking about that game. And then all of a sudden, you have to play a 76ers team, which is 
okay, they don't have Embiid, they don't have Maxi, so you come out kind of flat, and you have your eye on the you know quarterfinal game coming up next week. So uh, which Sixers are out of the tournament. Yeah, tournament. so like you have this awkward regular season game smack dab in the middle. Like I didn't like that. I'd even say like the night before Thanksgiving, like the Celtics played well, they beat the Bucks. Bucks, right? That was like in between. Like tournament games from the previous Friday to the day after Thanksgiving with Orlando. Like I, I don't like how it's spread out like that, and you have this, you know, random regular regular season games for lack of a better term, just sprinkled in between these in season tournaments. Like even like think about other leagues, other you know levels that do in season tournaments, whether it's college basketball, even high school basketball, but other sports. They do them all together. Like we're right, seeing right now that ACC a has, number. And, and right. you're right. That's fair. I get that. But like instead of doing it in a weekend, like the ACC, SEC, you know, face off, whatever it's called they're doing now, you could just do it over two weeks in account for trap. Like I don't like how spread out it is. I think if you're going to do it, do it kind of in a Pro Bowl manner, right? Like if you have NBA, during the NBA All-Star weekend, I think that's when you do it. Just stretch it out to a whole week. You play single elimination games. If you have a player that is in the NBA All-Star game, they are exempt from playing in the tournament. I say the winning team collectively gets ten to fifteen million dollars, right? So now you have other players who are going to have to step up. So let's say you're the Celtics. Well, Brown's probably not going to be in the tournament. Tatum is not going to be in the tournament. There's a chance that maybe Drew Holiday is voted in and he's not in the tournament. Porzingis, so, Porzingis, eh, maybe. But as it, a at big. least he's in that con- Like you may right. not have any of those guys. Right. So you're going to put a Celtics team out there that says, you know what? If we can pull this off, we can win ten million dollars just pretty much for these role players who now have an intrinsic reason to do it. it this is this is this why the NFL Pro Bowl game had, had to go away. There was there was no value in it. There was yeah. no one willing to play. It was I really do just wonder t- though, like if you have an in season tournament that doesn't count towards the standings, do the players just say screw it, we're not going to play it, even with the money prize? Because now you're making them play extra games, higher risk of injury, and it doesn't count towards the standings. Like I I, I don't hate your idea, KG. I wonder though, would the players' union push back against that? I'm surprised they haven't you know, pushed pushed this away like a kid with peas on a plate. You know, like. Yeah. Why are we? I think the only reason why they're having to do it is because they've slipped in. Well, these are regular season games, technically. Yeah. So, and you get that little financial reward. Yeah. You, okay. What is what is Brown's contract? Sixty million. Yeah. What is another like? Yeah. What is so another five hundred thousand? That doesn't even Hauser, pay taxes. Pritchard, right. Like guys like that, it matters more. Right. But as a coach, if I'm Missoula, I can't really just stick these guys in here knowing if I have a loss, this is going to count towards whether we'll be one or two. See, now, good yeah. thing that Milwaukee doesn't have its stuff together yet, and the Celtics seemingly do, but you don't want to give up free games. Go like Giving up a free game to Orlando, even though in the last couple of years you'd say it's not a free game, you give up a free game to Orlando in this in-season tournament, and this in-season tournament suddenly gives you one more loss in conference where it might come down to a game or two. Think about how it was last year. What was it? The, the 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 second to last game of the season, the Celtics were sitting in third, and by time the final game was played, the Celtics were two. I think yeah. I think Celtics Didn't that moved happen to one two yeah. years ago too. Like two they, years the last ago, yeah. week of the season, they went for, and we were all like, "Oh, that means you're gonna have to play Milwaukee in the second. And they ended right. up, I think, with the two seed. That's and what it was. Yeah, they, they beat Milwaukee anyway. But that we were all debating, "Hey, are they gonna go for it?" And then you play right. Milwaukee second round, Miami, you know, potentially drop down to four. And right. I, there was a lot of people critical of that because they're like, "Oh, wow, the Celtics aren't gonna beat both of those teams back to back." And they did. But I, I think that was you're right. That came right down to the last two, three games of the season. 
617-779-7937, text line 37937. We get to your calls next here on KJ Lines. Right now it's time to trend with Nico. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is KJ and Lions on WEEI. that you could put forth you know, the best financial effort to get that kind of player? Uh, I, I don't see financial resources as a, as a limiting factor. Um, I think that's something that was, was clear in the conversations that we had. Now, obviously, we have to kind of line up on a number of, of variables here, interest and fit uh, among two of them. Um, but, you know, like I said, the, you know, kind of the refrain that I will, I will keep hammering through these conversations is there's a, uh, a relentless interest in, in winning from all parties here. Player at the top of the market as a free agent. Thank you. KJ and Lions, WEEI, 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. That's new guy, Craig Breslow, saying finances will not be an issue. And John, Jeff Passan reported on ESPN on Friday some kind of head-dropping news. According to teams that have said that they are now Dropping their interest in Shohei Ohtani include the Rangers, the Mets, and the Red Sox. What stood out to me most is that the Blue Jays of all teams in on Ohtani. Blue well, Jays, Dodgers, Giants are interested in him. But you know, you don't think of the Blue Jays as a team that would give a five to six hundred million dollars. And I understand, like they're the only team in Canada, they'd be big. But just traditionally, nope, I would not think of them as a team 
that would give Otani or anybody five to six hundred million dollars, like I would maybe the Cubs or the Dodgers. Which country, Canada or the U.S., frequently has foreigners come and go freely as they choose? Uh, I don't know. I guess Canada. Canada. I've been there once. So okay, Canada is an international country, right? It's got fa- it's got people who make up its country from all over the place, thanks to this old thing called the British Kingdom, right? For history listeners. Are you a history buff, John? I'm a huge history buff. Okay, so, I love history. So you know that Britain had its hands on Canada at one time and all these other places around the world. This is the argument that I was making for the Red Sox. Clearly, they're not going to go my path. Look, Patricia O'Neill even got resistance in this town. You have an international superstar that can make you money all around the world playing ball where you are. That's why he's still in the mix. So it isn't about spending that money. It's about knowing that every day the ballpark is open, Shohei Otani is there, international businessmen, travelers, tourists, residents are all going to be a part of that, and you probably have some type of connection with some type of media entity over in Japan back to be able to broadcast these games, get rights for them. I mean, it'd be blue. Like suddenly, the Blue Jays can be the international team of the inter. It's the international team that's international. Yeah, that, that, that's a fair point, KJ. I, I just would have thought if there was going to be an East Coast team that would pony up that money and sign them, it would be the Yankees, the Mets, or the Red Sox. Just because you know they have the money, huge markets, they could do you know. But uh, your point about the Blue Jays is fair, and, and you put him. By the way, side note, you put him in a lineup with. Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good, as Larry David would say. Pretty, pretty good. But I, I think for the Red Sox, KJ, and, and oh. this is what I hope Craig Breslow can spearhead. They need multiple good starting pitchers to be brought in. And with Otani, look, I would love Otani here. I'd probably buy his jersey. But he's every day. But he's not going to pitch in 2024. And in 2025, in 2025, maybe. You know, he he can pitch, but maybe he's only a spot starter going on. I just think for the Red Sox specifically, if they take the money they would have given to Otani and they bring in Yamamoto and Montgomery or Montgomery and Snell, like two good starting pitchers, or even Dylan Cease, who's a little more affordable, and then sign one of the free agents, then I'm totally okay with that because I think pitching is by far their biggest need. Could they use another power bat? Sure. But I think pitching in the front of the rotation is a much bigger need for them. So let's just say... Otani ends up with the with the Blue Jays. Let's just say he ends up. Let's say they they pull that off. Right? He would come to Fenway. What eight times? That'd be fun. Yeah. So who cares who pitches for the Red Sox? The Jays will destroy that pitch. I don't care who it is. Maybe, oh, no, I, I, maybe yeah, if you go everything point. in on Blake Snell, but you're talking his value right now starts at twenty four million. So if yeah. you know that, okay, let's say Otani goes to the Blue Jays, and if you're Snell's agent, you're like, oh, well, they're going to need a left-handed guy to go after Otani in that lineup. So guess what? Yesterday's price isn't today's price. So that's that's the thing. It's I, 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 would, I would be concerned if a lot of eggs are being pushed in the Yamamoto basket and somebody like the Mets who, who want to get away from some of the high-priced bats that they got. Look, DeGrom is gone. Scherzer is gone. They could bring him in. Yamamoto would be the front and center guy. There's the reset. Okay, they've gotten rid of some of their two bigger salaries, yeah. and they could if trade Pete Alonso too. Side so uh, just to free right. up more money. I know right, this isn't exactly. a Mets show, but just to free up more money. To, 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 into perspective of how a player gets to where they get to, right? If we're talking Yamamoto, yeah. If you're the Rangers, you say, okay, we've got so much young talent that are being paid young prices. We can make that move still, 
even having Scherzer and DeGrom on our roster. So they still have that flexibility to still go get a big a yeah. big name, okay? Or re-sign Montgomery to big money, who just right. helped them win a World Series. Because if you look at what's going on, the Mavs, eh, I mean, we don't even know the future of the Mavs now that Cuban is sold to Edelson, and Edelson, you know, lives in, in Vegas. This is not a, well, not a national show. I'm getting back to the Red Sox here in a second. So Dallas looks like it's trying to build up its sports popularity entity. Our sister station in Dallas is doing extremely well now. So sports in Dallas is becoming a big thing, and the Rangers are a big part of that. Now to the Red Sox. The Red Sox are the biggest thing identified with New England. While the Patriots are bad, the Celtics, you're hoping that they can get moving, and the Bruins, while they get you excited, no one's really going to be excited until the Bruins play in the Stanley Cup Finals again. right? It's I just, think the Red Sox are number three right now, maybe even four. But in the identity of New England. I think it's the Patriots one, oh, probably no. Celtics two. Go. This oh. isn't 25 years ago. I mean, the Red Sox have finished the last place three out of four years. We just had the lowest-rated World Series, I think, ever. Ratings wise, like football is more popular, and the Patriots won six Super Bowls in the last twenty years. And and the what? Celtics were in the finals two years ago. Like I, 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 I hear what you're saying. The but financial I think- value for the Red Sox is greatest amongst Major League Baseball when it comes to its value to its market, even more so than the Yankees. The Yankees overall are a more valuable team because population, size, history, so forth. But in terms of value to its market, how important is it to its market? All right. Red Sox, number one. Patriots would sell for more money, though. Yeah, but the I don't mean to get off track prices. here. I'm but, just, no, but the reason, different prices, but I'm talking about the, the identity of New England historically has been the Red well, Sox. The reason I bring this up and why I said that is I think, like, we've seen this ownership group at times when they feel like they're either losing popularity or people are frustrated – they'll jump in and make some big moves, right? They did it early, then they did it again with price and sale, and I think the Red Sox have slipped over the last couple of years where people are much more apathetic about them. We saw $1 tickets for sale to a Yankees series in August this year, which is, and then you fire Bloom, you bring in Breslow, that's, I think they're primed to go after one or two of the bigger names available, and I think, frankly, they need to, especially pitching-wise, but I think they're trending towards doing that in part because people are more apathetic about them than they've been really at any time in the last 10 years. So we've talked here about like what to do with Chris Sale, right? Like if you want to go after Blake Snell, and I'd say that would probably be the best move. But again, this is a team that has to find itself competing, right? Like if you've only got a couple of guys that can give you quality starts, and then it becomes so-so after that, then what's any different? You're talking about maybe two or three, let's just say yeah. About fifty percent of your wins, you're, you, well, that puts you at that puts you at an eighty-one win team. That's not that's not advancement. It just feels better, but it's not advancement. And just for reference, last year the Red Sox had a total of forty-seven quality starts, which was twenty-fifth in the MLB. So it's been is a major issue for them last year, and it's why I maintain I think they need to add two pitchers at the front of their rotation, not one. Because I agree with you that if you add one. Yeah, you're going to be better, but I don't and it might be good enough to to make the playoffs, you know, that wild card round, maybe the ALDS. But if you're going to be a really good team, I think you want Brian Bayo as your third starter, Paxton as your fourth, and then either Chris Sale or whoever at the back of your rotation. I think you need two guys at the front of your rotation because you've just struggled mightily to get quality starts, especially last year. KJ and Lions, WEEI, 617-779-7937, text line 37937, about 15 minutes away from bets to the future 
uh, some of the NFL futures that are out there, NBA as well, NBA championship, MVP, where does Jason Tatum sit? That's in 15 minutes. So I'm looking at the ages of some of these high-desired guys, like a Jordan Montgomery, 31, Blake Snell, 31, Giolito, 29. Uh, and you start saying, okay, you got a lot of guys that's starting to push over 30. Sean Manea's, Mike Clevenger, Carlos Carrasco, Brandon Rudolph. Erod, he's he'll be thirty-one. Do you bring? And maybe he's a target you bring back, but his, I mean, his value is like, how do you go and go back and get somebody and almost pay double than what you paid from when you had him at first, right? That I think that's going to be kind of the issue. Even a Marcus Stroman, where you say, hey, you get some good energy, maybe some excitement out there, maybe some good quality innings. He's still thirty-three years old, but may cost you about twenty million dollars. Yeah. So, like, if if you're going to put a cap on two frontline pitchers, these are going to be your one-two starters. How much do you think the Red Sox are going to give up in salary just for those those two guys, and then add like another eighteen for Chris Sale if he's the third, fourth, or fifth guy? Yeah, and at least with Chris Sale, he's in the last year of his contract anyway, and I think they're only paying him so the luxury tax numbers over twenty five million, but I think they're only actually paying him seventeen and a half in cash because he's so somewhere that ten was moved, right? Yeah, he's got some defers or uh, whatever you want to call it in his contract deferments. Yeah, yeah, deferments. Good, you know, smart enough to be on the radio, right? But uh, for me. Like, that's why I think Yamamoto is so valuable, right? 25 years old. And, and I would even say, like, a guy like Dylan Cease on the White Sox, he's 27. Corbin Burns on Milwaukee, 29. These are guys you can trade for. They're more affordable. And one thing about the Bloom era that we know, KJ, they hoarded prospects and hoarded prospects and year after year after year didn't make deals. You should have enough that you can sign one of these pitchers, whether it's Yamamoto, Snell, Montgomery, wh- whoever they like, sign one and then maybe still trade for one of these a little bit younger, more cost-controlled guys and give up some of those prospects and get your two pitchers that way. Because you're right, like signing two, first of all, I think they could do it, but it would be very expensive. They could very easily sign a Yamamoto for $250 million, but then bring in Dylan Cease in a trade who's another frontline starter who makes nine this year. And next year, I think, would be still more affordable. So here's the thing about trades. Why do we always assume that they are going to say yes when you know who the first name is going to be on the phone if there's going to be trade talk. Who's the first name they're going to bring up? For Dylan Cease, probably like Nick York, I would say, somebody in that neighborhood. <laughs> Let's be realistic. Because yeah, you know I that I, That's like a top five prospect in the Red Sox system. No, what, what I'm talking about is if I know you need something desperately that I have, I'm going to ask for more than what you believe yeah. is for the deal. But it's how they got Chris Sale, too. Like they gave up Yoan Moncada, who I think was a top 10 prospect at the time, some other pieces. but Or maybe they knew that Sale, Sale, the way he delivers the ball and his body structure was just not going to match long-term, almost kind of like a buyer's remorse. But I also think like, you can afford to give up some of these, like, you know, first of all, some of their good young prospects are still Dombrowski guys, but Bloom also brought some good ones in. He did a good job with that. And if he did as good a job as we're being told by the Red Sox and a lot of these ranking systems, you can afford to part with a couple and you'll still be good. And then you have a good cost controlled pitcher, too. Well, even though I think Breslow made that when he made that comment about like he's been told that, you know, spending is not going to be an issue. I do believe that his specialty is going to be finding the diamonds in the rough, not the guys who have been roughed and you're trying to get them back out on the diamond. I'm talking about the guys that you don't know in the system because I think if the Red Sox are going to any have any pitching future, it's going to have to be guys that come through their system if you're going to want to be able to compete with the Toronto, with the Yankees, that all they do is spend. Uh, you know, Baltimore has shown that they've been able to create a successful yeah. development roster 
and have people still coming through its pipeline. So, you know, once Baltimore wins something, and that could be a couple years away from now, that's when people will start to peel off from the team. But until they win something, you would almost say these guys are going to stay in place. So here you have a team at Baltimore who wins the division with their own players. You've got Toronto who's had some of their own players come through their system but are now spending like the Yankees. The Yankees need to start spending again because of the embarrassment they've been put in. And then the Red Sox, who have been this steady consistency of, hey, they've been there, but they might be in the last place the next year, that has to end. So somewhere you have to have some type of balance, and either you're going to get it in your system or you're going to risk it with money going to get free agent guys. That's my concern where you say, hey, we'll give up a prospect, you know, top five prospect to go get this guy and bring him in because he's low money. Then that low money guy is going to have to renegotiate. So, yeah, Dylan Cease is getting $9 million, but he's not going to come over here keeping $9 million. That number's Well, for year one he would. Right. Because it's already signed. So, right. And then if you got to sign him to an extension, even a year from now he'd be 28. So yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. But you might be paying double and triple. because so you might be. Yeah, but you just you, can't you say, have, so what if you franchise? Look at their lineup. I mean, Tristan Casas is affordable and young. Marcelo Meyer will be coming up affordable and young. Yoshida's relatively affordable. Duvall's going to be affordable if they keep him. If not, it's Duran. Like, they have enough. Of, Brian Bayo's going to be affordable for, like, the next four or five years. Paxton's affordable. Like, they ha- already have all these affordable guys. And if that's the approach you want to take, why would you even fire Bloom? This so, is what we heard with High Blue. Oh, diamonds in the rough. We're going to be cost control. We're not going to spend like Dombrowski or whatever. Well, then you finished in last place three out of four years. So you be- do you believe two more frontline starters can get this team to 92-93 wins? 100%. Yes. Oh. Yeah. If you have Yamamoto and Snell, Snell and wait, Montgomery, wait, wait, wait. Cease and that, Montgomery, whoever, what I'm, you're, you're two, whoever, pick the two. Okay. Strictly free agent. You can only deal with free agents. Yamamoto is an assumption. Cease is an assumption, right? These are things you say. Well, Yamamoto hey, is a free agent, so I can deal okay, with so, yeah. so Okay, so I'll give you Yamamoto in okay. the race. Do you think the Red Sox will offer up the most money for the ability to then negotiate with him? Yeah, they did it with Dice K. I think they will. Do you think it will I mean, will they could get Ma- beat, but I think they'll be willing to do that. Who's more likely to beat them, the Yankees or the Mets? Oh, that's a great question. I, I actually think maybe the Mets because the Yankees have Garrett Cole and a lot of money invested in Carlos Rodon too. So maybe the Mets would be a little more. Because you made the good point too. Like Scherzer's not there anymore. DeGrom's not there anymore. Right. So they're probably a little more desperate than the Yankees, I would so say. So could Craig Breslow's first move be in a bidding war with the Yankees and Mets just to get Yamamoto? Oh, sure it could be. Yeah. And what do you and think? And you might be in a bidding war with the Cubs too. Don't leave them out. His old team. They need pitching help. Yeah, but I don't think the Cubs are going to jump that high, right? Because yeah, the maybe Cubs, not. Yeah, because the Cubs are very similar to the Red Sox is that there is more value in the name more so sometimes than even in the team, right? Because think about it. The Red Sox were not suffering as an attended team before 2004. They were not suffering. Were there some bad years of ball play on the field? Yes. But were the fans? You, they had you, some you, years you, in the 90s no one was going when they were you, bad. Well, but another word, I put it this way. It was never 66. If you hear some really old people talk about like 66. Sure. Like 66 is where you have like 4,000 people going. That's fair. And I've actually, side note, I've been to a White Sox game. I went a couple years ago, and I think there was 4,000 people there in Chicago. Cubs are a different animal. Cubs are a different animal. You could put put the WEEI Beer League softball team out against the real Cubs there, and you're going to get at least 25,000 people to show up. Just because it's a Cubs game and it's the atmosphere. And Wrigley and Field. Have you been to Wrigley Field, KJ? I, I have off not. Track. It is phenomenal. It's one of the coolest places I've ever been in my life. I've never been there. I've only flown out of Midway Airport over the McDonald's on 55th and Halstead. That's the only part of Chicago I've ever seen. Oh, when I had a flight coming city. in and out of Chicago. 
Yeah, I, but it's nowhere near 55th and Halstead, south. So, yeah, yeah it, it, that's the thing. I think people fail to realize that the Red Sox are sometimes bigger than our feelings, right? That, uh, For example, friends of mine who are in New Jersey, you know the first thing they say to me when they send me messages? Hey, uh, is it hard to get Red Sox tickets? It does, they're not asking, like, are the team... People want to come because it's it's the destination. It's yep. it's it's like I won't say the name of the restaurant. All I'll say is it's right there at the corner of Arlington and at the Common, and no one nearby goes here because there's no way you can turn right to go there. But tourists are there all the time, and let me tell you, the prices there are kind of impressive considering it's physically in Boston. I told you the story probably before. Friends in New Jersey came up. That's the first one. I'm like, we could go to Beantown right over here. You know, we go to this. We go to this pub right here. Like, we want to check out this. Nobody's in there. No locals are in there. Sitting at a table, the woman's there from Cleveland. Her daughters come into town because she's going to Northeastern and Northeastern. She wants to check out the place. It's the same thing with Fenway, man. People are always going to want to come check out the place. They don't care where the team is finished, and and I think management knows that. But they also saw in August one dollar tickets to a Yankee series. I think they noticed that and they fired Heim Bloom. Like I think yeah. that did make it. I, I that did make a difference. And you're well, right. There's well, always the going to be were, were a the group Yankees of competitive at the time, right? There's like, always going to be a group of people that are going to go to Fenway, no matter what. Tourists, diehard Red Sox fans, you know, people like me. But I think when you get to a point where you're selling tickets for five dollars, ten dollars, one dollar in that case, like that is no side of business. Would or say, hey, even when the Dodgers this is came, a great and opportunity to write off was, a loss. <laughs> and most of Fenway was Dodgers fans when the Dodgers came and most okay. pants them. Like, I think that's, that's something, and again, Heim Bloom lost his job, I think in part because of that, not only because of that, but, but I think but in the part. other, the other side of that was that Red Sox Yankees series was really a fight to stay out of last place for both teams. Yeah, But if the Red Sox didn't suck, you wouldn't have had $1 tickets. At the same time, the Yankees had never finished last since 1990 in the AL East. Still haven't, by the way. They still haven't, Thanks but they the were Red other way to. Thanks to the Red Sox. So literally, you had two bad teams on the field. And let's just call it, are, you, are, are hotels cheap in the summer here in Boston? <laughs> no. So there, there are things that go along with it. Like, why would someone say, let's go to a Red Sox-Yankee game, spend additional money when both of the, nobody's playing for anything? Because if the Yankees are playing for something, then it would have been a bunch of Yankee fans there, just the same way it was with the Dodgers. If the Red Sox had something to play for, it's perfectly filled. And if the Yankees are in last place, that wouldn't change anything. But what happens when both teams are so bad that they're fighting to not being last place? It's just something you haven't seen. Yeah. And in the so, Red Sox case, multi-year bad. Right. So so when you have one dollar tickets, you're talking about those things, everything is part of that anomaly, right? Like you just when there's very rare times in, in the last thirty years that when the Red Sox and Yankees are playing each other late in the season, that both teams are horribly bad. Doesn't exist. If the Red Sox don't really invest in their frontline pitching though, that could happen again next year. At least I mean the Yankees I think will be better, but that could happen again. Look at the yeah, division. Baltimore's going to be good. Tampa's going to be good. Toronto. I just don't want to see the Red Sox try and blow a load on a couple of frontline starters, and then those frontline starters get you trapped like Chris Sale. It's like, my goodness, do we have but to have the Chris Godfather Sale did win a, But the problem with Chris Sale was not that they went out and got him. It was the extension they stupidly gave him. Like, he helped them win a World Series. That's a good so reason to give someone an extension. No, that's but that's different than we're going to sign a guy to bring in to try to help us compete for a World Series. Like, when they did that with Price and Sale, they won a World Series and had one of the best seasons ever. Like, I think if you don't sign a frontline starter now or trade for one because you're worried about, oh, we signed Chris Sale and overpaid, that's just being a coward. Like, yeah, that's just being one. scared. I agree with saying, you. You need like, one. I think you need two. But at least, yeah, right. They're gonna, they, they will, I think, bring in one. I think two, they need to bring in two. But I think two. they will at least bring in one. 
two of them that would average about fifty million dollars, fifty million a year between yeah, the two. Fine with me, man. I mean, Schilling and Pedro were two of the highest paid guys when they were at the front of that rotation. Different Same error. thing with Price and Sale, but it's all relative. You talked about valuation. I mean, if you're going to win a World Series, you probably need multiple frontline starting pitchers. I do agree with that. I think baby steps, though. Baby steps. One, see what you got with Bayo maybe at the two. Maybe yeah. Sale at the three. And if Sale looks halfway decent and you feel like you could have a run with him through the rest of the season, I wouldn't have a problem with the a newly acquired starter, Bayo as the two, Sale as the three. Yeah, and, and that's why I believe, though. Like, I, I do think they should bring in two frontline starters, but I think if they do that, one of them will be one of the cheaper guys via trade. Because I do, I, I agree. Like, even though I would probably sign two free agents if I were them, I agree with you in that they don't want to spend fifty million or sixty million dollars on two pitchers. I think they'd rather sign a Yamamoto and trade for a Cease, and it's a lot cheaper. KJ and Don, us uh, KJ and Lines. I, I looked ahead on the schedule. I am so sorry. That's okay. This is like calling my wife by my child's mother's name. That was. I apologize, John. That's okay. I'm down on bended knee. That's okay. <laughs> KJ Lions. W e e i. Bets to the future next. Plus, we'll talk college football, the Patriots, and what's going to happen tomorrow with the Chargers. A coach may get fired after tomorrow's game. We'll tell you about that. That's still to come. Thanks for hanging out on WEEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back to KJ and Lions on WEI. KJ and Lions on WEEI. Good Saturday to you. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. You don't want to miss within the next 20 minutes. Our drafts. John, I broke down and did a mock draft for the Patriots. I don't know if you want to hear the good news or bad news, but the Patriots end up at three. Yeah, I've already done three. So that's kind of where this season. Well, my bye week activity for the Patriots used oh to be God. looking at playoff scenarios. And this year I, I did a couple mock drafts and I did one more since then. Oh, you're, you're draft stand. Dear draft. Yeah, I actually a little bit. I, yeah, I kind of am. Yeah, we'll say yes. <laughs> three seven ninety three seven. Nico, what do we got on the text line? Okay, first up here we got there's worse lines out there, guys. I believe terms, that's referring to the offensive line. Offensive line, yep. Yeah, I think a couple of weeks ago, John, we talked about how like the rate, like all these teams that had like top receivers had less passing yards and less touchdowns than the Patriots did. Like the Raiders were in that mix, the Browns were in that mix, uh, Pittsburgh, who they'll see this Thursday, were in that mix as well. So, uh, look, I think beyond the line issues, you know, th- there's a competi- competency issue at quarterback that's been going on for a little while with the Patriots. Yeah, and Pro Football Focus has the Patriots line at 22nd in the league heading into this week. So it's bad, but it's not. there are worse ones technically. And I think it's been a lot better since they moved Mike Onwenu to right tackle in Week 7. It just stinks that it took, you know, six games before then to make that move. I think they would have been a lot better off beforehand, but I think having a bad quarterback also hurts too, obviously. Right. But the line's been bad. 
Two minutes away from bets to the future. Let's get another uh, text here, Nico. Okay, I believe this is referring to your Max stands. Please <laughs> don't ever play that again, stupid. Sign Max Stan. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole purpose of it. Like, if you really believe I take myself seriously doing these songs, yeah, yeah do I put time into it? Yes. Do I use a multi-track recorder? Absolutely. Do I think I'm getting a record contract? Hell no. But it must have hurt. What do they say? Hurt dog hollers, John? Yeah. And and I will say, uh, in, in a in a real stand sense, uh, I'm a real like stand. I'm a huge Eminem fan. So so there. I mean, hey, your song spoke to me, KJ. Did you like how the crescendo about you know Rex Ryan saying you know about Mac having a pea shooter for an arm and yet he's seeing pigs feed on a farm? You know, it was good. It, it, it was damn good. Uh, look, I, I'm not. I'm not saying English you'll win teacher, a Grammy, but I'm not saying you won't. Either. Not after that. I'm not. I'm not here for the gold or the platinum. I'm just here to make myself happy for like three minutes at a time. <laughs> one more text, Nico. What you got? This one I actually like a lot. The tiebreaker should be defensive points. This is for the in-season tournament. So defensive yeah, yeah. points allowed or a defensive point differential. Give them a reason to play defense. I think some NBA teams really need this, especially the Pacers. Well, yeah, I mean, the Pacers won their their division, and that, that's one of those teams you're like, okay, they need to win something like this. But you're asking an NBA that prides itself on getting those points up there to play defense in a tournament they're still trying to figure out if they even want to be in? I don't know. Yeah, that would actually – I don't hate that idea. I don't hate I, I would, it. I would like to see how it would work out, but I, I don't hate that. Because the other thing, too, is then – Maybe you can take some of your starters out. Like if you have some good defensive players right. on your bench, and then you're not worried as much about one of your starters getting hurt late in a blowout, and you can trust those guys who maybe aren't great scorers but can play defense. The only thing that I would think would be the inverse of that is, let's say the Celtics are blowing. Let's say it's the Chicago game that happened, where it's just an absolute blowout. The Celtics pull their starters, but Chicago puts their starters back in, right? Because now they know it's about defensive points. So if we can get easy buckets against your backup team, your defensive stats are not going to look as good as the game really happened to be. So that's the other part of it is like suddenly you're putting, you know, like Hauser out there and O'Shea and, and Pritchard out there to run everything for, you know, tens of minutes, and they're going up against Vucevic, and those guys are still good. DeMar DeRose is still going hard in the paint. So that's the other side of it is you can then you, yeah. you can servant, the, you know, the whole situation of, putting your starters back in to mess up the defensive numbers. All right, continue to bring them in. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. We're minutes away from more Patriots talk as well. But now it's time for... You're up, right? Yeah. Ride it out. Put your money in your mouth, face. You mean bet? Yeah. How about 10? Seems a little steep, but 10000 Not $10,000. $10. $10. All right, John, this might be your first time being part of Bets to the Future. These are odds at at MGM of teams and their odds in different situations. We'll do NFL and NBA. So we'll start with the NFL. To win the AFC, plus 190 for the Chiefs, plus 325 for the Ravens, the Dolphins at plus 350, Jags at plus 750, and then the Bills at plus 1800. Is there a team outside of the Chiefs do you think that could win the AFC? Oh, I think it's Baltimore, and I think they yeah. will. I think that's an elite-level defense with playmakers everywhere, and Todd Monken has really elevated that offense, especially over the last month or so. I, I think it's Baltimore. Yeah, I like the Ravens as well. I think because of what they've been able to do to provide real outside weapons for Lamar Jackson, they don't necessarily have to depend on Mark Andrews, who went out, and what do you know, Isaiah Likely, 
might be that secret weapon where now you're like, oh boy, they've got something for the future. Isaiah likely from Everett Mass, too, by the way. There you go. North Shore guy, John. How about that? Yeah. Uh, no, Everett's football program is probably the best thing about the North Shore. I'll give you that. Kid, <laughs> I hear the backpedaling Michael Jackson. Yeah. Moonwalk. Louis Seen, who plays uh, for the Minnesota Vikings from Everett Mass, too. There you go. See, backtracking there. In the NFC. The 49ers plus 175, the Eagles at plus 185, then the Cowboys at plus 450, the Lions at plus 750. Any of those teams you like out of the NFC besides the 49ers? Uh, not really. Like, I think it's the 49ers are going to go to the Super Bowl. Like, I, I do. And look, the Eagles are great. I think the Lions are great. But I think the 49ers are the team. You know, I, I, for, there's just something weird with the Cowboys that now it's always been a fight between them and the uh, Eagles. Now with the 49ers in the middle of this mix, the Eagles and 49ers play each other this week, then the Cowboys and Eagles play each other next week. I wonder what that does on the attrition of the Eagles where the Cowboys could sneak a win and potentially win the AFC and the NFC East and have to put the Eagles on the road, which you would rather see than them at home. But, yeah, I... I yeah, the, the I, Eagles are in the midst of, I think, the toughest four-game stretch of anyone in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, with the Chiefs, the Bills, the 49ers, the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, with the Chiefs on a Monday night, so you kind of started out with that short week following. Yeah, that's tough. You said on a Monday night. <laughs> yeah. To win the Super Bowl, the 49ers are the favorites at plus 400, Eagles at 425, Chiefs at 450, Ravens at 750, Dolphins at 800, Cowboys 900, Lions at plus 1,600, so are the Jags. Bills at plus 3,500, 35-1 for the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Any of those odds tickle your fancy, say, I might take a flyer on that one. So, look, I think the 49ers are going to win it, so I, I go with them. But the Dolphins one kind of intrigues me. Like, would you say it was plus 800 for the Dolphins? Yeah, 8 like, to 1, yep. That's a team, like, that's better odds than the Cowboys, and they have that explosive offense, and now that Jalen Ramsey's been back. So, like, I think the 49ers are going to win, but if there was one I'd take a flyer on, it would be the Dolphins. Nice. Sorry, AP MVP winner at BetMGM. Jalen Hurts at plus 180, Dak Prescott plus 375, Mahomes at plus 450, Lamar Jackson plus 650, Two at plus 900, Brock Purdy 10 to 1. Anybody you like there? Can I say Christian McCaffrey? He's not in there. but He's uh, at he, 25 to 1. Uh, can if you I, like I, him? Yeah, oh yeah. I, I would because I think he's a bigger part of that offense than Brock Purdy. So I, I would like Christian McCaffrey if you want to take a flyer on something deep. I think if the if the Ravens end up with the best record in the AFC, if they end up with the one seed, I like Lamar Jackson at plus 650. I think sometimes when you're the top dog in your division and you're the leader of that team, you're one of you're either one first or second when it comes to uh, the uh, MVP vote. I wonder if Brock Purdy, who was at ten to one, who has better odds than McCaffrey, takes away votes for McCaffrey. But I can see what you're saying there. Yeah. All right. In the NBA, for the NBA uh, Eastern Conference winners, Celtics at plus one fifty, Bucks at plus one eighty five, Sixers at six plus six hundred, Cavs at thirteen to one. Uh, I, I would I would have to go with the Celtics at plus 150. Yeah, I definitely think the Celtics are going to win the East, and I would bet them. The team, though, Philly, I think Philly's the second-best team in the East right now. No disrespect to the Bucks, but Embiid's an MVP-level player, and Maxie's been awesome. Like, I, I would, yeah. If you I don't would, like the Celtics, they would be the next team for me. Yeah, I would agree. The Celtics have their thing together. The Bucks are still figuring it out. And uh, the winner for the NBA championship, Celtics at plus 375, Nuggets at 425, Bucks at 450, Suns at plus 650, Warriors at 1400, so are the 76ers, Clippers at 2200. Any outlier you like out there? No, I like the Celtics. 
If there's an outlier, I would take a flyer on it. Would be the Suns at plus six fifty. They may have the room. That's to not go a bad right. number for a team with Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker, right. and Bradley Beal. Right. And so those are bets to the future here on Weei. KJ and Lions continues next. We pull out our draft cards and explain where we are. Are we close? Are we? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing, no hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only three ninety-nine per month. Deep left field. It's gonna go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.